Welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Richard. From we, we, we had our new uh, series started last week on revival, and, and uh, we started with the men that uh, I was hoping that we would have a revival started in our men's heart. And we had a good, good time, and we had a good men's uh, meeting, and, and uh, we're going to have a men's breakfast coming up August the 13th at 8 a.m., so all men are invited uh, because we have to stand up. Kingdom men rising. We have to rise up, man. And I was going to continue, but we had... Uh, this whole theme of EBS and of being God's masterpiece. You know, I think there's some of us here that don't realize that we are God's masterpiece. And so we're going to spend a few weeks in Ephesians. And we're going to start off in Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to talk about our purpose. God's purpose for us. I asked you the question, why are we here? Why are you here, Todd? Brenda, why are you here? Becky, why are you here? You know, that's a question that I've asked myself Many, many times, God, why am I here? Is it to make money, to raise a family, to become the coolest and greatest grandpa that ever lived? Why am I here? What is our purpose? What is our destiny? That's what we kind of talked about in our Sunday school class, how we are all on mission and we all have a purpose, every single one of us. And we are all God's masterpiece. But I like how the title says masterpiece in progress because we haven't made it to where we need to be because we're still here on earth. What is our purpose as a group? Why do we come on Sunday mornings and gather together and worship? When we could just do that at home, right? We could put on a podcast and listen to a great sermon. We could turn on the TV and watch a great sermon on TV. Now we go to Facebook Live, which... Hello, for those of you that are watching Facebook Live. We're glad that you chose us, but we want you here. We want people here so we can worship together. There's not going to be a Facebook Live in heaven. There's not going to be TVs in heaven where we could just turn on the the TV and watch a sermon. Why? Because we're going to be in the presence of our living, loving God. We're going to be in the presence of Jesus. That's what's going to be awesome. 
See, God doesn't save people just so they can go to heaven when they die. We don't just receive Jesus so that we would have a place in heaven and we're done here on earth. No. We get saved. Jesus saves us so that we can have a place in heaven, but we have a purpose here on earth. What is that purpose? Why did God create us? Was it because God was lonely and I need some love, so I'm going to create people? No. Why did he create you? See, when we receive Christ, there is a transfer that is being made. There is a transfer between kingdoms. Before our walk with Christ, we belong to the kingdom of hell. We already had a, have a place in hell because of sin. But when we receive Christ, there is a transfer of kingdoms, leaving one kingdom and transitioning into another kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. But yet we're still not there. Right? Because we have work to do until he calls us home. And there is our purpose It's to bring him honor and glory. It's to worship him. Not just worship on Sunday mornings, right? Because a while back we've talked about how worship is a way of life. It's kingdom living. When we worship God, it's kingdom living. 24-7, seven days a week, kingdom living. And one of the purpose is to bring all things together. To bring all of God's people back together under Christ. And that's what we are going to talk about this morning. See, we can know God's purpose by knowing God. We can know God's purpose by knowing God. And do you know God? Yeah, you may know of him. And you may know about him. But do we really know him? There's a difference there. Ephesians 1 Verse 9. Having made known to us the mystery of his will. Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. Which he purposed in himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together 
in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. See, right here, Paul emphasizes God's will and his good purpose for the world that he made revealed to us through Jesus. God wants to bring unity to all things. He wants to bring unity in all things, not just in heaven, but here on earth. Under Christ. Through God's wisdom and his understanding, if when we get to know him, not just know about him, church, not to just know things of him, but really know him. How? How can we know a living, loving God that we dedicate our lives seven days a week 24-7 for this loving God. How do we get to know him? I always like to compare with our earthly relationships. And I always go back when Becky just kept on chasing after me. She wouldn't leave me alone. Back in the high school days. Y'all ever had that, man? She would just call me all the time. She would always be in in waiting for me at the Sonic drive-in. I'm like, oh, there's Becky again. She just can't leave me alone. Right, man? Y'all have that problem too? It was actually the opposite. I wanted to spend so much time with her. I go to school from 7.30 and get out at lunchtime because I was in that work uh, program. And, man, on my days off at lunchtime, I was heading to Colorado City and just spent all day. You remember those days? I had a 1986 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme with some thick, you remember that car? I don't even know how I had money for gas because I was always going over there every day. See, I wanted not to just know about her because I knew about her. I knew things about her. She was a tennis player. She was a good student. She was crazy. She was fun. But I really wanted to know her. And the only way that I could really get to know her, right, is by spending time with her. Taking her out to lunch. Taking her out to dinner. You want, you want cheese on that hamburger? Yeah, you got it. Whatever you want. I'll pay that extra 25 cents for that cheeseburger. Man, it was good just to be able to sit there and hang out with her all day. And a lot of times we wouldn't do anything. We would just go to the park. But I was in her presence. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to just be in his presence. We want to to really know him and, and fall in love with him so much that we want him every day. We want to be in his word every day. We want to just be in in prayer and communication with him, just being in his presence, not just one hour a week, but every single day of our lives. He, our living God, who created us, who created the heavens and the earth and everything around us, he wants to spend time with me 
Richard. He wants to spend time with you, Steve. Mitzi, he wants to spend time with you. Greg, he wants to spend time with you. We have to know him. When we get to know him, and we fall in love with him, and we just want to spend as much time as possible, he begins to bring everything together. I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and they were talking about how when they really got serious with their relationship with Christ, it just seems like things just fell into place. And it really does, church. Man, when you are walking with the Lord and you're staying obedient because God honors obedience, trust and obey, right? We sing about that. And if we just trust and obey, no matter what we're going through, no matter what our circumstances are, it just seems that things fall into place. Is that is that peace that surpasses all understanding that we talk about? So let me ask you this. Have you had that peace? Or are you in a season right now that it seems like everything's just falling apart? And if everything's falling apart, I've got to ask you, why? How are things, your spiritual life? See, in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth are unified. We have to be aligned under God's kingdom. We have to be aligned under his authority. We, start, we talked about that last week, man. Like we have to take back what the enemy has stole us, but it begins with Jesus being the Godhead of everything that we do and everything that we say. He has to be in charge of our lives. And that's the same thing with everyone else. Ladies, children, you have to put God first. You have to allow him to lead you. See, God is in the restoration business. He wants to restore things. He wants to restore our relationship back with Christ. And there was a video I was going to show, but it was of this uh this this couple and i cannot remember their names but they're they're from i believe from waco and they do house renovations and uh they have that thing that everybody goes to and go visits uh there i think it's in waco uh yes yes and and there was a video of this really really ugly house weeds everywhere paint was chipping off there was boards missing it was a two-story house and and it was just ugly and then they had these other two houses who were which was more modernized and and up to date and and very well kept and they picked this this couple picks this old house and it was such a beautiful house when they got done with it they restored everything to it's almost its original peace, so to speak. And when I was seeing that video, and, and I was just thinking of how God 
just restores our life, how he restores your life, how he can restore your marriage, your relationship, your finances, whatever it is that you're dealing with, he can restore those only if we get back and putting him first and being under his rule, putting his son above everything else. Yes, that even means I have to put my grandbaby, I have to put God before my grandbaby. I have to put Jesus before my grandbaby. And and to some people of this world, they just can't believe that. They couldn't understand, they can't comprehend. You would put Jesus Before your grandbaby? Yes. You would put Jesus before your own kids? Yes. You would put Jesus before Becky? Yes. And Becky would not have it any other way. When we want to start experiencing Heaven here on earth. In sweet water as it is in heaven, we have to start living like we are in heaven. We have to start living now. Are we? Can we? Yes. Paul goes on in verse 11, in him also that we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory, In verse 13, in him you also trusted. And after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Yes, amen. Verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession and to the praise of his glory. See, restoration is God's specialty. It is his specialty. So many times the enemy wants us to believe that we are not his masterpiece. Man, look at... Look at the things you, you, you think of, Richard, or look how you act, or look at how you, what the, some of the words you use. You're not fit to be a son of God. You are not fit to be his son. You're unworthy. But God says different. God says he loves me. God says he forgives me. 
And God calls us to be adopted into his family for the inheritance of his kingdom. And yet so many times it's so hard for us to believe that. Why is it so hard for us to believe that our Heavenly Father loves us the way He says He loves us? Kids, Jesus loves you. It's really that simple. And if you could just grasp to that concept that He really loves you, then you would want to follow Him, and you want to live a life that is pleasing to Him. And if you could get that now when you're 8, 10, 11, 16, 17, if you could get that now. Oh, how much better life will be. Yes, life will be better. You will still have to go through trials. You will still have to go down through those valleys. But you're not going to go at it alone. So many times... The enemy wants us to be isolated. He wants us to feel like we don't have anyone here to to walk, to do life together. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. And maybe there's some of you now that is experiencing that right now as we speak, that you probably feel like you're just isolating yourself because you feel so alone. Break that. Break that. In Jesus' name, we are brought together in his house and for his kingdom, for his sake, under the unity of Christ. It's Jesus that puts us back together. It's Jesus that restores our relationship with God. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? In verse 15, he says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of him. See, Paul goes on to describe how God accomplishes his master plan for us. And it's through that relationship. It's through that relationship. He wants to know us. He wants to know you personally. He wants us to know him personally and to know him better and better, more and more. And as that relationship continues to grow, just like that relationship between Becky and I, as I continue to pursue her, Continue to buy her whatever she wanted. No, she's like, when? 
for what? So I can marry her. So I can spend the rest of my life with her. So that we can have a family together. And that our families will grow together. We would have kids and our kids would have kids. That relationship between me and her, it's continually growing. We're continually following in love with each other. Someday she doesn't love me. Someday she loves me less. Someday she loves me a lot. But we're continuing to grow, and that's exactly how our Lord wants us to grow. We, he wants us to grow in our relationship with Him. And it continues, continues, and it continues, and it continues. The sad thing about our relationship with each other is that I tend to disappoint her quite a bit. I tend to do stupid things. I tend to say stupid things. I tend to act stupid But our Heavenly Father, He never disappoints. He always keeps His promise. He always keeps His promise. And He never disappoints us. So do you know Him? Do you know God? Or do you just know about him. In verse 19, Paul continues, and what is what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? See, Paul is, is circling back to the idea of, of God's power and his sovereign plan to bring everything back together under the authority of, of the risen Christ. He's circling back and he says, and what is this exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe that according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things. Under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Paul's coming back to the reality of God's power. See, we can't do it on our own, right? We can sit here and say we could do this on our own, but ultimately, if it comes down to it, it's only by the grace of God, it's only by His power and His might that we can continue on with this relationship. It's only by His power and His might that we get through those valleys. When we're sinking, when we're out in the waters and we feel like we're drowning and Jesus has His hand extended out to reach for us. His power is there. His Holy Spirit is there 
Why do we fear? Why is it so hard for us to really understand and comprehend that Jesus loves me? Jesus loves you. See, what Paul wants the church of Ephesus to experience is he's saying is not only do I want you to know about God, but I want you to experience his power. He wants us to experience his power. And how do we do that? How do we experience God's power? Man, have you got out of a situation that you have no idea how you got out of it and it's only but by God? Yes, that's his power. You ever wonder how uh, you got such a beautiful spouse to love you? That's by the power and the grace of God, giving her a good set of eyes. Have you ever healed from a sickness that you have no idea how you got healed? That's by the power of God. You ever got out of any kind of circumstance that you didn't know? Have a financially, relational shift, a job, and you don't know how, but it's by the power of God. His power still exists today. His immeasurably great power raised Jesus from the dead. And that same power change our circumstances, can change our relationships, can change our employment, could change everything about our lives. That same resurrection power is available to you. It's available to you through the connection of Jesus. That same resurrection power is available to you through the connection of Jesus. So many times we have those cell phones in our hands and those are our lifelines. Like I just, it's hard for me to believe that in high school we didn't have cell phones. It makes me feel that old. And some of you are like, I remember when we had the, the whatever, the ring around, the rotary. But now we have, I, we have these smart devices. We have these iPhones and iPads that do all kinds of things. We can literally reach the world. We can literally learn so much off of these things. The technology that we have today that's available to us, but yet we are so disconnected. The technology that we have, the devices that we surround ourselves with, but yet we are so disconnected. God wants to get connected back into our lives. He's not going to force his way. 
on you. He's not going to grab you by the shoulders and say, come on, you're going with me. But he is right there next to you. He is right there waiting to get connected back in, to get plugged back in. As Gary comes and begins to play God the Father, He wants to be with you. God the Son, Jesus, died on the cross so that our relationship with our Heavenly Father can be restored. So that we can have a walking, personal relationship but this is what's awesome about that thing. We have God the Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. That we can experience Him now. It's the Holy Spirit who drives us. It's the Holy Spirit who guides us. See, the, I think of that power. When I think of power, I think of the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of things that I've accomplished... Uh, Everything that I've accomplished was solely by God. It was only because of Him. And it's because of the Holy Spirit that was deposited into my life. See, I like to think of the Holy Spirit as a, as a, a deposit, a down payment for what's to come. See, a lot of us think that we receive Christ and, and we're good and, <clears throat> and sometimes we don't even receive that deposit. We might have received it and we may think, you know, I'm not going, that's not for me. The Holy Spirit is for you. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is real. The Holy Spirit is alive and He is living in us. That is the heavenly deposit that God has made for us. Have you received the Holy Spirit? See, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, something happens on the inside. It's a transformation that happens. And there's a transfer that happens. Remember the transfer between the two kingdoms, the kingdom of hell and the kingdom of heaven. And when we receive Christ, that transfer is being made. And when that transfer is being made, not only does he transfer us from the kingdom of hell into his heaven, to his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, but he deposits, he deposits the Holy Spirit. And I want to give you this opportunity. If you have never come to a point in your life where you receive Jesus Christ, I pray and I encourage you to make that day today. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not even promised in the next hour. Man, we're living life minute by minute, second by second. And so if you 
If you die today, will you have a place in heaven? If you die today, will you have a place? Let's just cut straight to the chase because if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you do not have a place in heaven. If you have not received him as your Lord and Savior, you do not have a place in heaven. Would that be you this morning? Make that decision decision this morning. If that's you, come. Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.